0: Our guest this morning is Dr. Wenjiro Ndegwa. She's a reproductive medicine specialist, founder of the Footsteps of Fertility Center. We are talking about solutions to infertility, and she's telling us doctors don't come on time.
1: Talk about what we are taking in, the smoking, uh, the excessive alcohol, there's shisha now, there's there's nicotine pie. I mean, there's everything out there Mm -hmm. that um, does kill your fast-growing cells. Sperms are very fast-growing. So sperm cells, hair cells, um, your skin ages. Everything is aging a little bit faster with the toxins that we're putting up in our bodies. We're also not eating right. I mean, we're now commercializing having fast foods as opposed to our fruits and vegetables. And our fruits and vegetables have the antioxidants that our bodies need to fight these toxins. So that's another aspect um, that's going into um, our fertility aspect.
0: Mm. Yeah. You said it's big on men lifestyle yeah. right what's the bigger on women is it the same is it also lifestyle
1: i i would say yes it's also lifestyle but i think women and lifestyle also women is an aspect of we want careers we want to go ahead in life and therefore we forget that uh there is a balance and some some people want the balance to have a family and some people don't so i respect everyone but i do have a lot of couples at 38 39 i mean a lot of uh females who yeah. come and they say oh my I mean, now I want a a a child. I'd like to start a family. And sometimes it's too late because our egg quality diminishes with age and our egg count also diminishes. So for women, we are born with a certain number of eggs and they waste with every menstrual Mm. period. So by the time we are actually 43, the likelihood of success of getting pregnant is about 5%. So that (laughs) is one of the things that women need to know. And that's the problem that Mm. now we are coming in at... 40
0: at 43 at 45 and that's when you're deciding i'd like to start
1: to start a family and we do not have now the quality and the numbers that would allow us to have a successful
0: pregnancy so when you talk about the balance then what's the what's the where is the balance so not 40s yeah and then in the 20s you're still focusing on all these things so would You, you say still focus and still think about getting the baby in your 20s
1: I think you need to be very clear, especially as a female, because ages are there. Ba- I mean, for men, there is a factor of age, but it's not. I mean, it's really not as bad as females. Mm. You can reproduce at 90. So, um, <clears throat> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> <Stop it>. <laughs> <laughs> giving him a reason to, so I think it's deciding what's important for a woman. Mm and making that decision early in life because mm. your partner in life, I mean, if you wait and then we're starting at 40 to look for partners, you'll, you won't you will get it. So I think it's to allow women to understand. Yes, you can have their career, but having a family is good. And during Corona was the point when a lot of women came out, a lot of single women, mm. because they're in their house and they're thinking, I'm alone and I have nothing. And if I died right now, there's nobody who'd even know,
0: mm. you know.
1: <laughs> And, and that's on when, my name. Yes, yes. And, yes. and it's an important aspect. It I think is. it's one of the most fundamental needs for, for a lot of people. Being. Yeah, for a human being.
0: Huh? Let's take a break. Mm-hmm. Please tell us about Showmax.
2: Okay. So, <laughs> this month, Showmax is saying whatever package you subscribe to, subscribe to your package for as little as 300 shillings. And because it's the month of love and, you know, all those nice, happy, warm feelings, we'll give you another month free showmax this month in a give your movies series documentaries whatever it is whatever package you have buy it then they'll give you another month absolutely
0: free our guest this morning is dr wenjirondegua she's a reproductive medicine specialist founder of the footsteps of fertility center we are talking about solutions to infertility (laughs) about solutions to you've told us about you know what are the main causes of infertility for both men and women and of course you told us there's a 10 percent that you still doctors are still not able to tell uh what could have caused because they everything looks okay everything checks and they report they claim that they are having intercourse and they're not able to conceive so what do you tell such people
1: Um, actually the the people who have the best prognosis because when we can't understand um, Mm. sometimes it's just time and therefore they are the patients who we are very I mean we we give the most hope because Mm. if everything is working right if you do a treatment you're more likely to have a success Mm. because there's really you do a treatment
0: yes what's that
1: so if you have a fertility treatment what's that Oh, so they're different fertility treatments. Okay. Yeah. So if you want to talk about the fertility treatments, um, the first one that we usually do is, is like things like weight loss. I've just said that some patients just need a little bit of help uh, figuring out how to lose the weight and, and have an ovulation because we see that they're not ovulating because of their weight. Mm-hmm. Or they have borderline sperm factors, so their sperm are not too bad. So we decide, okay, let's put you on antioxidants mm-hmm. or um, and and lose some weight and see what what happens. And those those type of patients will get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then there are the patients who would require us to time when they're ovulating because they're very erratic cycles. And for those patients, we give them some stimulation to help them ovulate okay. and tell them, okay, this is the optimal time for we you to window. conceive. This is the window, please use this window. And, and that works for some patients. Mm. And then for some patients, um, those two don't work and we have to now go into a little bit um, more medical um, treatments, like Mm. something we call intrauterine insemination or artificial insemination. Mm. So this is where um, probably we have sperm factors that they're they're not swimming as well as we would want them to swim. And therefore, we can assist in that that aspect Mm. of helping them move faster and reach the target, which is the, the egg at the time when the lady is ovulating and for this um we would that's called an IUI so that's something that helps mostly for minor male issues but also for women who are not ovulating at the same time or for patients who have the unexplained where we can't find but we just need a little help. So what do you do there? Um so there we get this well the the man gives us the sperm and we're able to Uh, concentrate it and give it some action in terms of motility we're able to help it move faster and then we are going to insert it into the womb of the woman through uh, the cervical canal Mm. at the time of ovulation Mm. through a catheter a small catheter Mm.
2: so essentially okay uh, I've read this actually described as you're creating a pregnancy outside of the womb and then inserting it into the womb that's ivf so this is not this is this is
0: iui okay
2: yeah so now they're different okay so i I already jumped to ivf sorry about that so now looking at that treatment would you say now on the scale of things that ivf is at the very end that is the it's when nothing else has worked would you then go for
1: ivf or is it an option that you can use even before considering other things it depends on what your problem is remember we are doctors so we are trying to solve medical problems Mm. and therefore if a patient came with tubal blockage so your tubes are blocked this is a woman the tubes are very important that's where fertilization and everything happens Mm -hmm. and if they're blocked and we are able to remove the eggs uh, and that's the IVF process where we give you stimulation drugs we hyperovulate because we want many eggs we remove all those eggs we are able to inject one sperm into an egg and then after that uh place the embryo into the womb uh and implantation could or could not not occur i mean may or may not occur at that point then that is ivf okay yeah okay so that's the difference between iui and ivf
2: when do you make that decision
1: upon which
2: now because i'm trying to say yes when would that be the option either advised by you as a medical practitioner or even suggested by you know Uh, patients and saying can we just go for this when would you say okay this is the solution. This to is the solution,
1: for. or which solution to go. Yes. So, like tubal blockage. Mm. If the tubes are blocked, we're not going to get pregnant any this, other way. There's
0: no other way. There's this no, no the other way. way.
1: This is the way. Mm. If uh, the sperm count is extremely low, there, there's sperm that we can't even find actually. There are mm. patients who have no sperm on an ejaculate, mm. but we can actually get sperm from the testis. Mm. We can actually inject the testis and actually extract. get extract sperm. Mm. So, that patient would have to go for IVF because that's the only solution. Mm-hmm. Um, other patients who age factor is a big factor so if we are 42 we're 41 we're 40 and you have some eggs i would suggest that because we don't have time it There's works 3% it, yeah chance. you have your five percent okay. and if we have ivf we still have maybe 10 or 15 percent, mm-hmm. and these other modalities have much lower success rates so I, I'm not going to keep you doing things that are not as effective as the most effective if, unfortunately, you could afford it. Mm. So there's an affordability issue that we also have to look at. Mm. So if a patient has tried other modalities Um, So, like, IEY, if you've done it six times and it's not worked, then we start thinking, okay, let's move to the next step because this is not working. Mm. So there are different ways to assess patients. But, I mean, I think the most important thing is that it's very individualized. Your problem, and I think patients need to know this, is not somebody else's problem, because I have people coming in and saying, you did this for my friend and she got pregnant. And it worked. And I'm like, no, we have to assess you individually as a couple and decide what's the best for you. Mm. You know, the focus there is
3: a result. Mm. yes it the, is yes the, the, what they're telling is we saw success mm. so Baby. we also we, we also want success apply yes. the same formula yes <laughs> like, yes unfortunately
1: the same formula does not apply to everybody let me ask this question yes
3: does stress play any role in this subject of fertility or infertility yes
1: big big role in fact i was recently in a conference in india and they have this whole new aspect of stress relief and treatment before treatments, and i think it's 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 needed um stress affects our hormones and our hormones are very important for a reproductive aspect and therefore stress is a play inter, has an interplay with fertility but it also has an interplay in other areas even in the act of intercourse i have had couples who are not able because it's so stressful that the man is not able to to get an erection because he's so stressed and this is the time they've been told please let's this is your window. Can you use your window? And it's not happening.
2: Stress over other matters or stress to actually perform in order for a pregnancy to take place?
1: I mean, what? stress in order to perform because if he's not, if he, I mean, it's like, it's our fault. It's hap- it's not, you know. Mm. So it, this whole process is also very stressful for a couple. Mm-hmm. Even the whole aspect of, I mean, are people looking at, there's still stigma on it. Right. So I think if we, it's a good question. If we tried to de-stress, which is very difficult. I, I think we'd have better success rates.
3: Question two. So, in your clinic, do you then uh, offer also services for, say, psychotherapy, where people come in and their issue is not that the system isn't working, the system is okay, but the system is being interfered with with this little matter of stress? We advise them um, to go, we
1: have counsellors. We actually had a, a, um, a psychologist. Unfortunately, Kenyans do not want to see other people. A lot of patients will just want to see. You see, it's already a
0: problem. Yeah, I mean, we've come to you. Now you're telling
1: us to to go to this person and this person and this person. I mean, I don't want my problem everywhere. Mm. I want it to be you who solves the problem, and I don't want even my sister or my whoever to know. So that becomes a problem. And therefore, I think for us, what we do different and what we strive to do is to make it or the journey as comfortable as possible because it's not
0: always easy. But you see, what, what CT was asking is, <laughs> at your clinic, Yes. Do you have a door just down the hall yes. where they can see somebody?
1: We had somebody who was never seen. And that's what so I'm trying to explain. So you send somebody
0: to door three?
1: To get some, you know, to talk about it, just to talk about the issues, to reduce the stress. Mm. Yes. You know, the, it doesn't work.
3: The reason mm. I asked the question, yes is because if you're talking about fertility and infertility in an African setting, this is a very huge subject. It's rooted in our traditions. Whether it is the male or the female, you then bring in the subject of roles Mm -hmm. and the value system by which you are judged as a male or female African.
2: Sure.
3: Because in many African communities, a woman is not a woman unless there is motherhood attached to her womanhood. Yeah. A, man is, a man is a man unless... Well. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, with all the modernity that we have, what I've just mentioned is at the heart of very many things that we do and say. That's why I asked the question of these individuals who are trained to sort of like deconstruct these complex issues and to put you at ease with it. Because if one is at ease, because of the knowledge that is provided for them and to them, they are then able to seek appropriate help. Yes, that is true,
1: and and I do think that it's multifactor. I mean, yes. we it's multidisciplinary. Yes. we need a counselor. We need um, and and people do things other things like acupuncture. I don't think acupuncture helps, either, <laughs> but it it relieves stress. I mean, mm. it does, and so or talking about it in a in a group of 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 a small group. So those types of counseling and those kinds of decomposing um decompressing help but at the heart it is i mean i had someone sit there for two years never i mean saw maybe two or three patients it's very difficult and even after a failure it's very interesting i will always ask because now i have somebody who sees couples after failed ivf cycle or after because that is really it's a lot and most people will say no i'm okay i'll deal with it i'll deal and i so it's it's something that we we need to
0: to. Do you think it's because of that societal pressure, because of the way we've been socialized, that like you said, value is attached to your parenthood, exist, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And 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 you see this all the time. Maybe girls are brought up this way, men are brought up this way, boys are brought up this way. You're a man and you don't have children. What's wrong with you? You're a woman you don't have children. What's wrong with you? You're a woman. You you have children, it's your sense of pride. If you look at very many people in their profiles, you ask them, So tell us about uh, you, who are you? I'm a mother. That's the first thing that they talk about. I'm a mother. I've seen a story today, it's highlighting um, a politician. And the first question is, Tell us about yourself. I'm a mother. Mm-hmm. And then everything else mm. follows, yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it's a very strong sense of identity. Can we deal with that?
1: I think the more information and the more we de-stigmatize, because people don't want to seek other help, not primarily because it's because they don't want somebody else to have a problem. And I'll tell you, when I started uh, my clinic, I tried to have groups of people come together and just talk about their issues. And I'd see people, maybe three people would come in. And the reason why Mm. is because I might meet my sister or I might meet my cousin and they might then will know and they'll therefore, go and tell everybody they go home. and tell everybody at home i've i still have patients who sometimes will not want to deliver in a hospital with even my name associated because they'll say because people know me or associate yeah, me with us as a I fertility bet. doctor so they don't want my notes because if they take it then someone will know they had a problem wow. and 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 this must end it is an illness like any other illness. I mean, we are not afraid. I mean, if I have a flu, I'll go out and say I have a flu. Mm. If I can't or if I'm having a problem having a child, it shouldn't
3: be stigmatized. Mm. Uh, there's something I want to say, but I'm going to tread carefully here. Okay. Uh, very gingerly. Okay. If there is a problem with someone going to another door, okay, what you have is called a specialty. is it a subspeciality?
1: It's a subspeciality. Okay.
3: But you started by being a doctor. Yes. When you were training to be a doctor, how many units of counseling or psychology did you have? You don't have to know the number, but you know where I'm going with this. Yes. I'm simply saying this. Since you're the person whom the patients see, Yes. would one not then consider that this person whom the patient trusts has some training in psychology? So this very service that is clearly needed, but you don't have, would it not serve your interest for you to acquire those skills so that you know full well there's somebody who knows more, but you have the foundational understanding of this and you can actually get this person to do what that other person could do, not in totality, but you could lead them along the way. Don't you think that perhaps this might be a
1: consideration? No, we do. I have. I've done psychology.
3: Good. Yes. How many of you have done psychology?
1: Um, I I don't. I can't speak for my colleagues. but That's I why have I started off with, with the training. Yeah
3: because if you've done psychology then you're far better placed to handle these matters yeah
1: but it's it's psychology and just understanding the patient you know when a couple comes in and they're crying or they're so timid and fearful Mm. i mean you can already understand and see the stress Mm. so you take a seat back and we are not discussing fertility we're discussing sometimes other things just to break the ice so i i don't feel that it is training i think it's And I'll say this with caution, as you said, it's a it's a bit about passion and and wanting the best for the people who come and and sometimes and not commercializing or just being a doctor. And I I, I remember my late dad told me the one thing you will not do is. Have a patient in front of you and already be writing a prescription, mm. which is what he would say. Mm. You'd come and the doctors aren't even. He's already writing a prescription <laughs> and giving it to you. That you can't do that for fertility. Mm. So
3: yeah, you know, I mentioned this. I yes. remember I worked in the field of HIV and AIDS for a long time, and while in those early days people are still being trained, NASCOP and KNH would offer this training for people in that field. In the years I went for these many trainings that were offered, I encountered. Three medical doctors two of them were psychiatrists I encountered more nurses than I could count on my fingers and on my toes I encountered uh, clinicians what I'm trying to say is when you are dealing with something that has a a massive amount of stigma attached to it there is a certain body of knowledge that is useful for someone to have because yes, there are things you can understand easily, but that body of knowledge simply equips you better True. to deal with it. True. Because if you ask a child who is born in a setup like ours, I I have I remember nephews and nieces at a younger age. Uncle, you're feeling unwell. They put the hand on my forehead and mm-hmm. no, it's not hot enough. Meaning, they, they, they've already figured <laughs> that. <laughs> they <need to> be. <laughs> syndromically mm. someone can look at you and say
1: you're not feeling
3: that. or you're looking stressed yeah. now i think you get the gist of what i'm saying yes because something this sensitive something that people are burdened with and yet cannot unburden themselves with requires that delicate knowledgeable way of dealing with it otherwise a lot of people who could receive help will not receive the the, the, the help that they actually need mm. yes yes
1: i i, I do i i I mean I think it's just it's the way you treat people I mean and and that is a fundamental human if you don't treat people right mm. they will move on to the next or just stop the treatment at all and 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 it's a very delicate balance in our practice uh, because Mm. you want to give hope but sometimes unfortunately there's no hope to 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 give give. um so you also have to be very sensitive about how you give that how you package the truth Mm. yes how you package the truth but you must also be honest because i have seen desperate couples coming and saying i'm so desperate and i tell them no 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 never say that Mm. there's nothing like desperation here because you will be cheated unfortunately in this uh, anybody will tell you anything I eh? mean yeah. have quacks selling hubs that will unblock tubes sure yeah so work. you you have to be honest uh, but in a gentle and manner, uh, manner yeah.
2: there's a specific question here yeah.
1: um, a lady who's gone through two IVF
2: cycles and has now been told that her womb is a hostile environment mm. What would she then? be advised to do
1: I mean it's a direct question yeah. yes I know what, where you're going yeah. so hostile is is, is relative mm. and there are modalities that we do use to um, make implantation more successful mm. so there are medications but we need to know the cause so some patients have antibodies that react against the, the little embryo mm. and therefore we, there, there are medications that we can give to um um avert that Mm -hmm. however i know you're going into surrogacy and i I know that's the, the question that you're asking um and and i do think that surrogacy is a wonderful gift for mm. patients who would not be able to carry their own um there are patients who have had a myomectomy that ended up in removal myomectomy is fibroid surgery mm. that ended up into removal of the womb mm. but i have my eggs my husband has his sperm we have one child or two children mm. we want a third or we didn't have children and and we want a child now mm. i can't carry because i don't have a womb mm. so what happens mm-hmm. next do we get a surrogate to carry i mean now they're trying to technology is moving into artificial wombs mm. a bit um but there are options and i do think that in the right are context those legal
0: options in kenya
1: we have no laws in kenya that's the unfortunate bit mm-hmm. we have no laws we are trying to get them i i think they were brought up last week or something in mm. parliament to try and re so we have no law state.
0: allowing or disallowing surrogacy nothing
1: okay it's a very gray area and therefore we do need laws but the law
0: recognizes mother as the one who gives birth
1: who gives birth yes mm. okay so do
0: anything we. else would be adoption
1: yes it would be adoption. so we can say
0: indirectly the law does not recognize surrogacy
1: it allows you to adopt your child as of now mm. yes but there are ways that we are finding allowing you to if you do a dna we are allowed, I mean, the the adoption certificate can change into a bad certificate right now. Mm. Yeah. So there are laws and there are some patients who have already undergone that mm. to have a bad certificate in their name as opposed to an, an adoption as certificate. As opposed yeah. to an adoption.
0: Yeah. It becomes commercial. So it let's, can. Start, let's start with the lower hanging commercial conversation. Yeah. I've heard it being said that these treatments that you offer are not affordable to many Mm. yes starting from iui to ivf to is it true
1: they are costly they are costly and i i I want to say they're costly because of the technology because we have to import each and every single thing and that's why patients go to india a lot because india manufacture i mean so yes they are costly iui probably will cost within the range of fifty to a hundred thousand per cycle per cycle an ivf will probably cost between 400 to 600 per cycle Per cycle. Uh, yes hundred thousand so it is costly it is unreachable for a lot of patients that is the truth mm. yeah what's the way out <sighs> that's a good question because we've really tried i mean i'm at the forefront i'm a treasurer of of the fertility andrology society of kenya um, I wish we could get to a point where we can manufacture or this what we have I mean if I'm buying a, a small cannula that costs 15000 and in India it costs 2000 mm. there is a problem I mean so th- if we could is get it to that duty is it taxes Yeah, uh, taxes as well um taxes and and I think India because of the sheer number they do they they get um they have lesser margins but if we got to that point where Uh, We were able to subsidize either through government, but I I don't say that because we've been trying for for the longest. We do, um, a a colleague of mine is, they are trying to get a public facility in Kenyatta National Hospital. And I really hope that that uh, comes and and is, but the the things will still be expensive. So I don't think even in a public setting, we will be able to have a cycle for less than 300,000 for IVF. I don't and that's meaning we're not paying doctors and not maybe
0: there'll be procurement across all public facilities and that then brings in the economies of scale
1: why it wouldn't be possible to have it across all facilities is because the the initial investment for an ivf center is actually quite huge so and the manpower we don't have enough specialists i think we are four or five board certified fertility specialists yeah yeah we are we are like we have four well, f- yeah, five. I, I think now five board certified um, and maybe five others. Mm. We're very few. Embryologists. Embryologists is a, the person in the lab who puts, um, we have how many Kenyans? Probably one or two Kenyans who are trained in that and can do. So it's really, we don't have the manpower, to be honest, also. Wow. We
0: hmm. don't. Okay.
2: The thing here is that, you know, you're dealing with spending so much money. I mean, you're talking of, you know, upwards of half a million shillings. For something that you're not sure of isn't that for you as a as a specialist for you as a practitioner here you are offering a solution folks are going to spend this kind of money on it and you're not even
1: able to guarantee that it will work is that not difficult for you it's it's very difficult but i think the one thing that i try to do in my practice is i inform the patient of their chance of success because you will not get a forty-five-year-old woman, and then I'm telling you, you are going to get pregnant. That's a lie. Because your egg quality is poor. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't even do IVF on you to be honest, mm. because it's not going to work. So I think, and that's where we we need to be honest as 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 a fertility specialists, because. I mean if you have a young lady who has only tubal blockage her chance of success is 70 percent so that is a patient you would encourage to even do second and third cycle Mm. if it didn't work because we and i tell people we're not god we don't create and that's the thing that people say oh ivf is creating babies we don't create you can put a perfect embryo on a perfect uterus because implantation we just put it through a cannula we don't have anything that will help it stick or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm. but i if it doesn't stick it's there's nothing i can do yes. about it mm-hmm. all we can do is do our best in terms of getting a proper diagnosis for you choosing the right treatment plan and mm-hmm. protocols and medication to give you and and technically be sound in our skill but other than that babies come from above i Indeed. mean so yeah Indeed.
0: so prayers are important as well
1: oh they're, they're number one there's okay. nothing without prayer
0: dr wanjiro thank you very much for joining us there's a question that i want to ask it's a yes or no are sperms sold in kenya someone has asked that on on youtube (laughs) yes they are Eh. not sold
1: they are donated donated yes they're donated not sold Uh, for a token for a token and Mm. for um a freezing fee for the upkeep of them
0: okay yep there is your answer. Thank you very much for tuning in to Kenya's biggest conversation. Dr. Wajiro Degwa is a reproductive medicine specialist. She founded and now runs the Footsteps to Fertility Center. We've been talking about providing a solution to infertility. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.